going on everybody welcome back to the elemental evan show thank you for tuning in today to this wellness wednesday episode this is a full-length episode as compared to my monday episodes which are mini episodes so today is going to be full length and it's going to be on a topic that is highly debated highly opinionated and something that i have been wanting to cover for a long time and also just do the research on uh, for myself personally and that is what is better or you could even say what's worse cannabis or alcohol. So like I said, this is a pretty hot topic and it's, you know, something that a lot of people have questioned and wondered about or, you know, had very strong opinions on. And so today I am going to share with you essentially my opinion on which one is better or worse for you because I am not a medical professional, so I cannot make any medical claims. And also, uh, I believe that you should make your own choices. I'm not going to, you know, really try to make you do one or the other. Uh, this is just going to be information for you with my opinion after looking at the research and the data, which I will share some of with you today. But essentially, this is really just going to be me giving my opinion on the research that I've done and what I think is the better one. But nonetheless, I think you're going to find this very valuable and helpful for a lot of people who have been debating this as well. Now, before I jump into all of that, I just wanted to quickly state that in the last podcast episode, I mentioned that I am going to be doing a little giveaway for you listeners specifically. So this is not on any of my socials at all. This is just for listeners. And that is simply, if you have been curious in trying the Elemental 7-Day Health Reset, which is essentially going to just help you get back to your elements and get connected to the elements, because I truly believe that through connection to the elements, we are able to really return to a natural state of being, a natural state of health. People have gone through this course. They have found better sleep better energy, better focus, more connection with community, and even with themselves personally, better dieting, you know, just feeling overall so much better. I've gone through this course twice myself personally. It's a really good way if I'm going through a lull to really pull myself out of it and get connected to the elements and myself and find motivation to, you know, just get out there and kick some butt. So anyways, I really, really love this program that I've built and I would love to share it with you as well. So for being a listener to the show, what I've decided to do is that if you purchase the seven day health reset, then I will go ahead and throw in my introduction to pranayama slash breath work. Pranayama is just the Sanskrit term for breath control. And in this course, I do five different types of breath work that you can do daily. It is for, you know, I have a breath work for stress relief, one for sleeping better, one for preparing the body for the day, you know, morning pranayama. So there's five different ones in there. And I really love breath work. It's one of my favorite things to practice daily. And I've always wanted to share it with you all of you listeners and really just the whole com the health and wellness community and all of society in general, because I think there's so much benefit in breath work. So what I'm going to do is if you purchase the seven day health reset, I'm going to throw in for five people, a free introduction to breath work and pranayama. So if you purchase the seven day health reset, you can go ahead and message me and just put in, you know, seven day health reset. 
and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. And if you are one of the first five listeners to do this, then I will go ahead and throw in a coupon code that you can use for the breathwork course and it will give it to you for free. So that's just for being a listener. I really appreciate all of you and I want to, you know, kind of give back in any way that I can. And uh, obviously that's the whole idea of this podcast is to give you all this health information and allow you to make the decisions for yourself and, you know, really just be educated and not just follow what the common narrative is and, and really find out what's best for you. So anyways, that's my goal here with this as well. I think there's a lot of benefit in the seven day health reset along with the breathwork course. And I would love to share it with all of you. So like I said, the first five people to message me, you can do either an email or a direct message through Instagram. And like I said, just put in there seven day health reset and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. And, uh, we'll get you rocking and rolling on that. So Thank you all very much for um, listening to that. And hopefully you find some value in both of those courses. So now let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So for this episode, I first off just wanted to kind of start off in describing what you would see commonly with alcohol consumption or cannabis consumption. So obviously a lot of people have experience in consuming both of these. So this is going to be just me kind of, you know, covering something you might already know, but there's also a lot of people who do not have experience with, uh, both of these items. So this is, will also be for them. So in terms of alcohol, you know, a lot of the things that I commonly see with, uh, alcohol consumption, both with myself and with other people, is, you know, it kind of starts off really nice where you uh, start to get that little warmness, you know, you're starting to get a little buzzed and you get a little bit more social, you know, a little social lubricant going. You might talk to more people that you wouldn't normally talk to. You might dance around a little bit more, uh, you know, just starting to get loosened up, right? However, that quickly can kind of change. And so, um, like I'm going to cover a lot of the downsides of alcohol as I will with cannabis, but definitely one of the downsides. And remember, these are generalizations. This is not for everybody, but in general, you tend to see that people are more likely or prone to get into a fight, whether that's verbal or actually physical. And this is just simply because your emotions and mood can sway from one side to the other pretty radically and easily. And then you're more likely to act on those emotions, which is never really a good thing. Uh, so you tend to see, definitely I have seen um, a lot more people fight when they are intoxicated through alcohol. Um, like I said, yes, we become more sociable as well. Um, but we also get to a point where, you know, and like I said, not with everybody, but a lot of people tend to overconsume alcohol. So there's a point where you kind of don't want the feeling of alcohol to wear, uh, go away. So you continue consuming more and more and more and just getting to a point where, um, you know, you can actually get to a blackout or, uh, alcohol poisoning, uh, throwing up, you know, just nothing really good. And that simply just is because, you know, it's, it's hard to really stop yourself once you get going on that role. So you can get to a point where you start consuming more than you really should. Uh, you're likely or more likely to do things that you are going to regret the next day. Uh, this is once again, just because you're more, I guess, for lack of better word usage, you're just down to do things, you know, like, yeah, I'll go do that. Or you know, it's like, we just all of a sudden get this little effort in our system, you know, like you're just 
down to go do whatever. So uh, that tends to lead to us making poor decisions that are things that we will regret the following day. And one of the things that is worse for me personally and a reason why I do not drink large amounts of alcohol, or if I do, it's a very, very rare, and that is the hangover. I hate the hangover. I get terrible hangovers. And, you know, that is one of the main reasons why I think a lot of people don't drink more than they would, right? Um, yeah, it's just simply the hangover. The hangovers are terrible. Like I said, I get her terrible headaches, uh, throwing up, you know, just feeling like not good at all, just wanting to be in bed and waste the day away. So those are a lot of the downsides of what you'll see with alcohol. And one thing that I felt really kind of sums alcohol up really well. And this is coming from one of my friends, Jacob Saldana. He is also a health and wellness practitioner. Uh, I've had him on the show on a previous episode. And he simply just stated that with alcohol, you are always just one moment away from having a really terrible time. And when he said that at first, it didn't really click. But then as I kind of thought about it a little bit more, I realized like he's absolutely right. With alcohol being that your emotions are so easily swayed from one way to the other, you know, you could be having the best time of your life, having a great night, and then all of a sudden something could happen. Someone says something the wrong way or, you know, says the wrong thing or whatever it may be. And all of a sudden you are having the worst night possible. I've seen this happen with so many people. I've seen it happen to myself. It is not fun and it is really, you know, it's really just a bummer because, you know, that it, like that's another thing why I don't like consuming too much alcohol or even, you know, being in a, in a group with a bunch of people consuming too much alcohol is just because you just never know when it's going to go the wrong direction. Um, so yeah, those are definitely some of the downsides of alcohol. These are obviously firsthand experiences as well as some of them uh, you can find statistics on as well. And then in terms of cannabis, so cannabis, obviously uh, quite a different item uh, when comparing it to alcohol, but cannabis, and once again, these are going to be generalizations, but cannabis can make you definitely a little bit more lazy. So in terms of consuming uh, cannabis compared to alcohol, alcohol is definitely going to make you want to kind of move around and do more. Whereas with cannabis, not all the time, but with a lot of people, they like to kind of just consume it and then chill out and relax, maybe on the couch or, you know, something that doesn't require a lot of physical exercise and movement. Uh, it also can tend to make you less present in conversations and interactions. And this is just simply because your mind is working in a different manner and it's harder to stay on just one topic. You know, your mind kind of will jump or forget what you were talking about. And so it's much more difficult to carry out a really, you know, thoughtful conversation or deep conversation. And like I said, there's some people that are able to, you know, compose themselves really well with uh, cannabis, but there's also a lot of people who are not able to compose themselves very well. And yeah, their conversations can be pretty um, all over the place. So that's another thing. You also have um, the fact that people will be more likely to kind of just sit out on the sideline of life. And what I mean by that is just, you know, when you're consuming cannabis, you're a little bit less motivated to go out and do things and 
meet people, talk to people, interact, create new connections. So you're kind of just a little bit more on the sideline. You're just kind of taking it easy, just observing and watching things happen. I think a lot of people can relate to this. For example, if you were at a party, you can typically see a majority of the people consuming alcohol and they're all interacting and doing whatever they're doing. But then you usually have this couch or patio or corner or something where you have the people who are smoking and they're kind of just in their own little area doing their own thing, you know, not really trying to interact. So uh, this can definitely play a role for people who consume cannabis on a daily basis or all all the time throughout the day. Um, They might not notice it very much because they're so used to simply just consuming cannabis all the time. But I do feel that it really does kind of lead to people uh, missing out on, you know, certain aspects of life. So sitting out on the sideline. Also, like I said, less sociable. Uh, When you're at a party, you can always see that little group and maybe they're sociable amongst each other, but they definitely are not really interacting with the entire group or party. And there's a portion of cannabis consumption that is very interesting because you can look at this as both a bad or a good thing. And that is simply that with cannabis, you kind of don't really have, you know, what I, you know, like a quote unquote hangover, right? So with cannabis, you can have, um, maybe some grogginess in the morning or, uh, maybe a dif- difficulty recalling certain memories right away, or just being on, you know, being on top of your game, like really, up and ready to go. Maybe it takes you a little bit longer to wake up in the morning. And so it's very, very subtle. So with alcohol, obviously, if you have a hangover, it's in your face. I mean, if you try to go to work the next day, it's going to be terrible. You're going to be feeling nauseous and like throwing up. You might have a terrible headache. You probably reek of alcohol. You're sweating it out. So yeah, it's just not fun. Whereas with cannabis, you can consume cannabis and then go to work the next day and you'll be fine. You know, you can go and and function like nothing really happened. Right. And the reason I say, you know, obviously that sounds like a good thing, like, oh, okay, cool. You know, you can consume it and then go function later the next day, no problem at all. But the thing is, is since it's so subtle, a lot of the times I think it's harder for us to recognize, um, when cannabis is really affecting us, you know, uh, in our lives and, kind of also keeps you consuming more of it in a way because with alcohol, obviously when you have a hangover, it's terrible. You kind of don't want to drink for a few days, hopefully, uh, maybe even longer. And you know, you can't really just go out on a weekday and get super hammered if you have to be at next, uh, at work the next day. So, you know, it kind of keeps you limited in some degree. However, with cannabis, that's not the, you know, not the result. You can pretty much just consume it and then go to work the next day. No problem at all. So, The only thing is, like I said, if you're consuming cannabis constantly and you're not having this kind of come down hangover or whatever, well, being that it's so subtle over time, I think it starts to take its toll on you. And then it finally gets to this point where you would have to actually stop consuming cannabis for, you know, a couple weeks to maybe a month, uh, and really just stop taking it completely and then pay attention to the subtle differences. So like I said, it's probably going to be something with you know, being able to get up in the morning easier. If you have to wake up really early, like you don't have to peel yourself off the bed. You can simply just wake up and be ready to go. Um, 
you know, you're probably more on top of it in the morning. Your thoughts are more collected and in order and you're able to get ready faster. You know, there's not really this moment where you're kind of just trying to wake up and get your thoughts together. So like I said, it's much more subtle, but this can be a good or a bad thing. So that's essentially what you will notice with these two substances or these items. Um, obviously, if you have you know, experience with either alcohol or cannabis, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, or maybe you don't, maybe you have a different experience. Um, but nonetheless, these are generalizations. So before I even get in deeper to both of these items, I really wanted to just note that neither of these are going to be good for you. So don't think that at the end of this episode, I'm going to be telling you to go out and drink more alcohol or uh, consume more cannabis. Okay. Cause I'm not, neither of these are good for you. Um, on that note, you know, alcohol is literally a poison for the body, like not a joke at all. It is an actual poison for the body. So alcohol or ethanol, right? It's actually labeled as a group one carcinogen by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, along with tobacco smoke and asbestos. Okay, so it's definitely not a health food, supplement, drink, whatever. It is in no way, shape, or form going to be considered healthy for you. Okay, and by the way, for those of you who do not know what a carcinogen is, it is defined as a substance that is capable of causing cancer in living tissue. So, literally terrible for you, um, can increase rates of breast cancer and all these different things. So definitely not good for you as with cannabis. And more specifically, you know, we're talking about the, uh, component THC, uh, which causes the, you know, quote unquote, high effect of cannabis. When you smoke it for one, it is harmful for the lungs, for the esophagus, for the mouth. It is, you know, not good to consume a burnt substance, obviously. And it will also decrease blood flow to the brain, which is not something you want. Obviously, we want as much uh, blood flow as we can get to the brain at all times. And it can also cause developmental problems in the brain when consumed at a young age. So like I said, neither of these are going to be what I consider a health product in any way. And I'm, I understand that, you know, there are blue zones that consume moderate amounts of alcohol. And I believe personally that that's more something to do with, uh, just the fact that it brings community together as opposed to actually having beneficial qualities to it. And then with cannabis as well, you know, just, um, I understand that there is CBD, CBG, CBN, all these other components, and those are awesome. I think that more research should be done on those. And, um, you know, I know people find some benefit with THC as well, and that's totally fine. Like I said, this is not me telling you what to do, but just simply understand that I do not label either of these as a healthy uh, product for you. So just wanted to really lay that out first, but now let's go ahead and kind of jump into alcohol a little bit, a little bit more, um, in terms of what it's doing in the body. So when you consume alcohol specifically in the brain, it's going to interfere with the brain's communication pathways, which can change your mood behavior and make it harder to think clearly and move with coordination, hence slurred speech and, uh, stumbling around right now in terms of the liver, Many people already know that alcohol is harmful harmful to the liver, um, and this is simply because your liver is the organ that is 
processing the alcohol that's entering your body, right? It's processing literally this poison. So your liver is the one that's going to take the hit on it because it's the one that's going to have to process it. So liver's taking a huge hit. That's not on, that's not on top of if you're consuming, you know, a very sugary drink along with it, like a cocktail, that's going to have a lot of sugar. That's also going to take a hit on the liver. And then, you know, the following day, if you're taking any pain medications or whatever, that's also going to be messing with the liver. So the liver is just overall taking a really huge blow. And with, uh, with time overconsumption of alcohol can lead to things like fatty liver, alcoholic hepatitis, fibrosis, and cancer of the liver. I'm not going to go any deeper on alcohol, and I'm also not going to go super deep in terms of cannabis and its effects in the body. However, if you want to hear more on the effects of alcohol in the body, uh, Andrew Huberman, who is the founder and host of Huberman Lab, which is a, another health and wellness podcast, uh, he did an episode on alcohol, its effects, what it's doing in the body, all of that. It's an awesome episode. It's pretty lengthy and it's very, I would say, lecture style uh, for the most part because he is obviously a professor of, I believe, neurobiology. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. It's something with the brain. So he's a super smart guy and he really goes into what's happening. So if you want to hear more on that, absolutely go ahead and check that out. Maybe I'll even link it in the show notes as well just so you can go ahead and check that out as well. But yeah, like I said, I'm not going to really be getting into that because I'm specifically just comparing these two items. So moving on now to cannabis, uh, when you consume cannabis, mostly from what I've seen, and um, I would say is just in general, uh, people tend to consume cannabis through smoking it. So when you smoke cannabis, obviously, this is going to be causing a lot of problems for the lungs. And uh, when you do smoke cannabis, the THC will act on specific brain cell receptors in the brain and give you a feeling of being high. So you can expect, uh, you know, experiencing altered moods, altered sense of time, impaired body movement, impaired memory, and even difficulty with thinking or problem solving. Um, once again, if you have experience with cannabis, then you can already kind of understand that. But essentially, that is what's going on when you're consuming uh, marijuana or THC. And that is both through either smoking or eating it, whatever way you ingest it, essentially. So both of those are messing kind of with the brain and causing you to just essentially feel an altered or different state. So now let's go ahead and jump in to the harmful effects of both alcohol and with cannabis. So starting with off with alcohol, I think we already know a lot of the common issues, but nonetheless, I will still go ahead and list off uh, just a few of, of the issues that can be linked to alcohol. So for example, you can have a lot of heart problems such as cardiomyopathy, uh, arrhythmias. Sorry, I'm probably saying this wrong. I believe that's when your heartbeat is irregular, arrhythmias, uh, stroke, and high blood pressure. You can have liver problems, like I stated earlier, fatty liver disease, alcoholic hepatitis, fibrosis, uh, cirrhosis, and you can also have pancreatitis. You can have cancer of the liver. You can have uh, head cancers such as the oral cancer, uh, larynx, pharynx. You can also have colorectal cancer. You can have breast cancer, which affects one in eight women in the U.S. It is a very high percentage. A lot of people obviously are going through this, and it's very sad, uh, specifically women, sorry. And they actually did a study and found that 
women who had one drink per day had a 5 to 9% increased chance of developing breast cancer as compared to women who do not drink at all. If you listen to the Huberman Lab podcast as well, he goes over a study and he breaks it down into the amount of grams of alcohol, I believe, that you consume and how that relates in terms of being more susceptible to developing breast cancer. And the numbers are actually quite high. They're higher than the ones that I provided. So just overall, like really not a good thing. There's a really uh, clear link here with breast cancer and alcohol. So be very wary in terms of that. And on top of that, alcohol will lower your immune system and make it harder for your body to fight off infections. Like I said, you are literally ingesting a poison. So now moving on to cannabis, I want to make it clear that with cannabis, since it is not legal in all the states of the United States, and obviously alcohol is, and alcohol is just generally um, w more widely used around the world, uh, there is less research to be had on cannabis. And therefore, in the future, we will begin to know more and of the effects that cannabis has on the body, especially in long-term use, because obviously we haven't been studying it very long. So we can expect to see more and more research coming out on this. But nonetheless, with what we already have, we can see that uh, cannabis can restrict, or actually not can, but it does restrict blood flow to the brain. So there are studies being done at the Amen Clinic in which they found that marijuana uh, use reduces blood flow to the brain and very specifically to the right hippocampus, which deals with memory formation. This is the area of the brain that is severely affected in people who have Alzheimer's disease. So <laughs> definitely, you know, as we already know, it messes with the memory and uh, brain and, and uh, the blood flow, all this. But very specifically, this is crazy to me to see just this clear connection between, you know, people who are who have Alzheimer's and then just the fact that, you know, this blood flow is being restricted to that specific area of the brain that kind of scares me a little bit personally. So uh, definitely we need to be very mindful of that. Like I said, there's going to be much more research coming out on what the real effects are in the brain and also in the rest of the body. Uh, there's also, as we know, very many breathing problems that can occur if you are smoking uh, cannabis. So if you are smoking cannabis, you know, like I said, we still need more research on this, but essentially you are consuming, you know, a burning object, which is just not going to be good for the lungs and very likely is going to cause or uh, be related to causing lung cancer, probably oral cancer as well, and esophagus cancer. Uh, as I said, more research does need to be done. But as we know, if you are smoking anything, it's going to have similar effects like that. It can also cause phlegm, coughing, and reduced respiratory performance. I have definitely seen this. Um, I've seen, you know, people who were on sports teams with me who definitely, um, you know, consumed a lot of cannabis, specifically smoking it. Uh, not all of them, but there were some who you could just tell they seemed a little bit more winded than most people. Uh, and also in terms of smoking tobacco as well, it can be the same thing. You also have increased heart rates. So this can lead to people, um, oh, sorry, this can lead to issues for people who people who have heart problems and can lead to higher 
uh, a higher chance of a heart attack. So um, you're increasing your heart rate. And for people who do have issues with their heart, this is something you do want to be mindful of because it is increasing your heart rate and putting a little bit more of a stress and strain on there. In terms of pregnancy, um, this is, you know, also with alcohol, um, if you are pregnant, you should not be consuming alcohol or marijuana. Um, neither of them are going to serve benefit to the, the fetus, uh, the baby growing inside of you. Um, you know, literally we should be trying to give it all the, the upper hands that we can possibly give it. And these are not going to do any of that for you specifically with, uh, cannabis use during pregnancy, it's been linked to lower birth, uh, lower birth weights and brain and behavioral problems for the baby. So definitely not a good thing. There's also something that has been found here recently, or might have, might have, it's probably been found a while back, but people are really noticing it now. And it's a popular topic at the moment, which is nausea and vomiting, uh, which is cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome. So people who have been consuming cannabis for a long period of time can actually start to develop this serious sense of nausea and even vomiting uh, due to cannabis consumption. And essentially the only way to get rid of it is to stop consuming cannabis. And so, yeah, if you are experiencing that, it would be a good idea to lay off of the cannabis. And in terms of your IQ levels, they have found that people who started smoking as a teenager or heavily during their teenage years, there was an average of eight IQ points lost. So remember the key point here is it's people who were consuming it as a teenager and then also into their later years. And this just simply did not allow the brain to properly, you know, develop in the areas that it was needing to develop. Uh, more research will be coming out on this, like I said, so we will get better ideas and better information on the effects of cannabis with the body and specifically with the brain, because that seems to be one of the main areas that is affected. However, that is where I'm going to stop in terms of explaining the harmful effects of, uh, both alcohol and cannabis on the body. Now let's kind of move in to more of the statistics, which is actually pretty much just going to be statistics on alcohol, because like I said, with cannabis, there's just not very much research. I did look around and I found a few numbers here and there, but none of them really seemed super legit or something that I would actually want to include and stand behind those numbers on. I do try to find very, very uh, reliable sources when I'm using them on my show here. And I just didn't feel that there were really any that were super reliable. So I'm not able to really include too many of them on here, but nonetheless, let's talk about some of the, uh, statistics in terms of alcohol. So according to the CDC, more than 140,000 people die each year in the U.S. due to excessive alcohol use. Pretty crazy. Uh, really sad, actually, to hear that number. And yeah, it's just really sad. You know, I, I think there's so many people who know someone who's been affected by alcohol, um, lost a loved one to maybe drunk driving or over usage of alcohol, whatever it may be. Uh, so that's a really uh, a heavy number to hear. You also have in 2020, 11,654 people, sorry, 11,654 people died from alcohol impaired driving traffic uh, deaths. So once again, uh, driving under the influence, 
definitely not a good idea. Uh, there's also been a pretty clear connection between domestic violence and alcohol consumption, with the BBC publishing an article which stated that men who were dependent on alcohol, and then I want to very specifically uh, state this, it wasn't just alcohol, but people who were men who were dependent on alcohol or drugs, okay? So this is not just alcohol. There is other usage here. But they were six to seven times more likely to be involved in domestic abuse. So once again, that kind of comes back to the whole violence thing as well. Um, and your night being one moment away from being a really bad night. So uh, yeah, I just felt that that was a really good thing to include in here. And like I said, there's really no statistics on cannabis that I felt were worth putting in here or reliable enough to put in here. But on that note, there's definitely, in my opinion, less people crashing due to uh, driving and uh, consuming cannabis. And in terms of overdosing on cannabis, it is... Mm, I mean, I don't know if there's even actually, I, I couldn't find any statistics on people actually being clinically diagnosed as overdosed on cannabis, you know, and, and dying from it. Um, but it is definitely, definitely very, very difficult to do. Uh, people will, you know, sometimes overdo it with cannabis in terms of eating it because maybe there's a delayed effect and it's, um, you know, taking a long time to feel those effects so then they consume more of it. Whereas with smoking it, you will obviously just feel the effects much quicker because it's going straight into the bloodstream. But on that note, definitely from what it looks like, there are much, much fewer deaths from alcohol consumption and, you know, kind of just making really bad decisions. And in terms of, you know, domestic violence, all of that uh, definitely seems like it is much, much lower, which is going to lead me to say my final answer, which I think you guys probably <laughs> can already draw the conclusion to this, but my conclusion is going to be that if I had to choose one or the other in terms of being, you know, less worse for you, I guess is what I'll say, I would probably go with cannabis. And the simple reason I am choosing that is just mainly because if you look at all of the different deaths that happen every single year from, from consuming alcohol, which I understand there are not statistics on cannabis yet, but nonetheless, from what I could see, it definitely seems that less people are being killed from cannabis. And in terms of consuming cannabis, yes, it has you know harmful effects to the body, especially harmful effects in the long-term use. But in smaller, you know, usage, like let's say you um, only smoke a few times a year and, you know, just that one time, uh, like let's say maybe you smoke even just once a month or something like that. If you look at someone who smokes one time a month compared to a person who goes out and just gets super hammered one time a month, the recovery rate, the effects on the body, all of that, it just definitely seems like alcohol is much, much harsher on the body. And it seems like you're probably going to be much more likely to make bad decisions in terms of consuming alcohol. So that is why, in my opinion, I am definitely going to say that cannabis is going to be less harmful for the body uh, in terms of not dying and also just, uh, you know, immediate uh, effects on the body. Um, you know, with alcohol, like I said, you can have one night of drinking and have some pretty serious aftermath effects from it. So that is why I'm going with cannabis. 
However, I would like to definitely restate that overconsumption of either of these two items is going to be bad for the body. If you, for example, drink at least once a day or consume cannabis once a day, you're introducing this item to the body daily, which is going to cause the greatest effects in the short term and in the long term. And if you actually look at it from the perspective of taking supplements or herbs, if you want to actually see the results of these herbs or supplements, you need to take them daily to really have a strong effect on the body. Therefore, if you are consuming either of these on a daily basis or even like five days out of the week, I highly recommend lowering your intake levels. You'll feel better when you do this, uh, even if the change is just subtle, because as I stated with cannabis, it might be quite subtle. But for example, people who stop drinking tend to have a phase where they actually have increased levels of anxiety, increased levels of stress, or even irritableness. But this will eventually pass and you will feel much better in terms of cannabis consumption. Maybe you'll be more irritable, um, maybe even levels of anxiety. I'm not sure. Like I said, a lot of the research still needs to come out, but we definitely know that people who are alcoholics or heavily consume alcohol, the effects of coming down from alcohol can be very, very harsh and heavy. You know, they can have um, cold sweats. They can have high levels of anxiety, low, like suppressed levels of, of hunger, basically. And it's just a really sad thing to see someone go through. It's, it's not fun at all. And so, yeah, definitely, uh, if you are consuming over consuming is what I would consider, you know, consuming once a day out of the, or like every single day out of the week, even five days out of the week, I would personally consider over consuming. Although if you look at a lot of the stats, that is not what they consider over consumption. They actually consider with alcohol. I believe it was two drinks a day per week. Yeah. So like, you know, 14 drinks in a week, which to me is quite a lot. Personally, I don't really, um, I actually drink very, very occasionally. Uh, so to me, that was a lot, but I actually would even go further and say that if you are consuming five or four times a week, either cannabis or alcohol, you should still reduce that. Um, best would be to not have it at all. Um, but nonetheless, if you are going to consume it, then go ahead and try to definitely do it in smaller amounts and less, less times out of the, the week or the month. Um, trying to really reduce that would be super, super beneficial. And in terms of consuming either alcohol or cannabis, I wanted to also provide you with some you know, supplements and things that you can do to kind of negate those effects. Obviously, you're not going to negate them completely, but something that can help you deal with either the aftermath or just kind of, you know, help your health stay on track. So in terms of alcohol consumption, if you're going to go consume alcohol, let's say you're going out one night and you're going to have some drinks with friends, which by the way, like I said, both of these, if you are going to do them, try to do them in a social setting so that you can enjoy community and at least make that worth the time and uh, kind of add some benefit to it at least. But if you are going to go out and drink and you know, you're going to have one, two, three, four, whatever, how many drinks, then it would be a great idea to also take glutathione, which is going to be really, really good and beneficial for your liver, chlorella and spirulina, or, you know, chlorella or spirulina, both of them are going to be really, really high in chlorophyll with chlorella being specifically high in chlorophyll. 
and very, very detoxifying for the blood. It's able to remove toxins, heavy metals, uh, things of that nature. So it can really, really benefit you. I've actually interviewed um, Catherine Arnston, who is the founder of Energy Bits, which is a company that specializes in spirulina and chlorella. And she stated that if you were to take, I forgot how many tablets of her chlorella, um, but during a night of drinking, that you would become stone cold sober in an hour and a half. I have not tested that theory, so I don't know if that's true or not, but nonetheless, I still take chlorella and spirulina because there's some pretty convincing evidence out there that they do help and benefit the body, especially during a night of drinking. Also on that note, I have her Energy Bits product right here. Um, she has been kind enough to provide all of the Elemental Oven listeners with a 20% discount on the entire order. If you use code ELEMENTAL at checkout, I will go ahead and link them in the show notes because honestly, chlorella and spirulina are amazing. And if you have time, please go listen to that episode. You're going to have your mind blown. Um, these are incredible, incredible little allergies and I take them daily and I'm feeling awesome from taking them. So highly, highly recommend. And if you're going to go on a night of drinking, definitely take some of them. So glutathione, chlorella or spirulina or both activated charcoal, because that can also bind to toxins and help remove the alcohol and pass it through your body so that it doesn't linger around and create basically the hangover. Um, it's going to definitely benefit you there. And also drink something with electrolytes. So whether this be, you know, coconut water or um, like element water, which is a little packet. Um, it's basically like salts pretty much, but it doesn't have any sugar in it, which is key for me. I definitely try to avoid the sugar anytime I can. So element, it's L-M-N-T. They're really, really good um, electrolyte little packet to add into your water. I really enjoy the flavor of those as well. So I take them pretty often as well, not just for drinking, but very, very beneficial if you are going to be drinking. And then the obvious answer of all is drink water. If you are out drinking uh, alcohol, then definitely try to put some water in between those drinks or finish off the night with a ton of water and try to really flush out the system in the body. So those are gonna be your go-tos for alcohol. And then in terms of cannabis, if you're uh, consuming cannabis, especially if you're cons uh, consuming cannabis via smoking, then I would highly recommend taking some mullein leaf or marshmallow leaf. Typically they come in um, tea bags, so you can brew like a tea, or I think they even have them in capsules, maybe even tinctures, but nonetheless, they are really good for the lungs and health of the lungs. So if you're smoking, it'd be a really good idea to take some of that. And then in terms for the brain, because obviously we're slowing the blood flow, uh, ginkgo biloba for blood flow to the brain is going to be incredible. Also, it's just really good for brain health. And by the way, taking these in general for alcohol, cannabis, whatever, is just going to be beneficial as well. So I uh, just wanted to state that. But yeah, ginkgo biloba is going to be incredible for the brain, increasing blood flow to the brain. Lion's mane mushroom for brain health and just yeah, honestly, brain health to the max. Lion's Mane is my favorite nootropic of, of anything out there. Uh, I try to take that as often as possible. It's my favorite functional mushroom, but also in general, just taking functional mushrooms is incredible for you. So add that to the list as well. So like reishi, shaga, cordyceps, lion's mane, shiitake, maitake, any of those. Moving on, um, also chlorella and spirulina will be very, very beneficial if you are uh, consuming cannabis as well. Like I said, 
chlorella is really, really good at removing toxins and spirulina is really, really great at uh, boosting the health of your mitochondria. So super, super important to be taking those. And then the last one is nitric oxide. And the reason I put nitric oxide here, and this is actually more of an opinion more than it, I actually have, um, you know, medical backing on this, but nitric oxide increases blood flow throughout the entire body. And obviously if we're restricting blood flow to the brain, then it's probably a good idea that we have some nitric oxide uh, to increase blood flow to the brain. So maybe the day after or even during, um, you know, they say beets have high levels of nitric oxide, but honestly, the cheapest and best way to increase nitric oxide in the body is actually just doing a humming breath work, which I have in my breath uh, breath work course. But essentially when you hum, you are going to release like three times the normal amount of nitric oxide into the bloodstream. Um, and yeah, so increasing blood flow to the entire body. So that would be something else you could do is just simply do some humming breath work or eat some beets. And specifically, if you're eating beets, make sure that you are chewing the beets well, because I've heard that that is the main time in which the nitric oxide is released and best absorbed by the body is in the mouth. So make sure that you are chewing up your beets really well. And that's going to do it. <laughs> that's going to do it for today's episode. So the winner, or I guess you could call it winner, but I would just say the least worst item would be cannabis in comparison to alcohol. Once again, that is my personal opinion. That is not a medical, uh, you know, fact or anything like that. That is just simply my opinion. Um, and I'm not here to tell you what to do with this whole podcast in general. I'm not here to, you know, dictate your life or tell you this is bad or that's good or whatever. I'm just here to provide you with information, things that have worked for me personally, and give you the tools and the information to make the best, you know, educated decision that you possibly can for your life and find what fits you best. Remember, I understand that we live in a modern world and, you know, not going out to drink might mean that you're going to miss out on some very valuable time with friends. And if that's the case, I understand why you would want to go and keep up that community time with them. Uh, and if you are, then please take these supplements, you know, and um, just try to limit the amount that you're drinking or maybe even try to just drink non-alcoholic drinks when you're out with them. That way you can still enjoy their company. Uh, but like I said, I understand that we live in a modern world. That's why I always try to stick by the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you know, be on your health game. 20% of the time, allow yourself some slack and enjoy. And that's going to do it for today's episode. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed. I know that was a long-winded answer to get to the winner of who, which one is least worse. Um, but yeah, that is my opinion on that. And I hope you all enjoyed and found a lot of benefit in this whole episode, which if you did find benefit in this episode, please go ahead and share this episode with a family, friend, loved one, or just anyone who uh, could benefit from this information. It goes really far in helping me spread the word of this podcast and, um, you know, helping others to also take control of their health and get back to a natural state of health and being so yeah, that would go so far for me. And if you haven't already left a review on Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts, then please go ahead and do so on Apple. You can also leave a written review, which I love to see. I love reading all of those. And also just connect with me. I'm on Instagram mainly, so go ahead and follow me on there. It's Elemental Evan. And yeah, be in touch with me. Let me know if you like this episode or if you like this show or if there's a topic you want me to cover in the future. I, I really highly appreciate any feedback 
And yeah, I just love connecting with all of you. So thank you very much for tuning in. It means the world to me. I really appreciate all of you. And I'm so happy to be able to share this information with all of you. Please have an amazing rest of your day. And you already know the motto of the show. It is do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. Much love to everybody. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. Thank you.